1: From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, Today, uh, before we jump in, we'd love to, if you'd leave a review on iTunes and, or wherever you listen to podcasts, those five stars do really help. Um, we'd also like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Um, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I'll get it out. Um, not only are they innovative, it's unbelievable how shooting machines are, are have changed. You know, I remember when they used to have those long metal racks coming from the court. Um, but how they've innovated, how they've put the trainers right in front of you—it's unbelievable. So go over and check it out. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. There's nothing else on the market like it. Nowhere else are you gonna get the bat phone to the person running it. No, you know, yes, they might do quarterly or monthly or weekly calls, but they're not—they're not on your backing call if you have a question if you have an email trust me i will get back to you i will respond i will get on a call with you that day so come over and check out com for coaches who want to get better let's head off to the podcast
0: shoot away all right so i got like, uh, sixth grade boys okay in uh, Delvin, ohio here but um so i guess we're trying to run like the read and react i've never coached it before yep and uh the sixth graders i had one practice with them so far okay I came give them like principles. Okay. Uh, And kind of, they were able to do it pretty well. I was kind of impressed with their ability And the fourth graders, I guess is where the trouble is. But I, I I don't think I gave them principles so much. I was kind of like telling them like, okay, if you're in the corner, you do this. If you're in the wing, you do this. If you're in the point, you do this. And maybe that's harder to do than if I just say, you know, if you pass cut as I, yeah.
1: Yeah. For the, especially for those younger ones, I would keep it really simple um so the the you said sixth grade right the first one yeah yeah so were they doing any specific things over and over again
0: um I kind of had them like like pass for it we we haven't got to like drive yet so there's no driving going on okay like pass and cut and I had them do like four passes on the outside then they would kind of like hit the cutter and the cutter would do a layup that's kind of for
1: about like 15 minutes, like kind of a thing. Yep, yep. So so passing and cutting is gonna what they're is gonna be like their crutch, <laughs> um <laughs> which is fine, but they're not gonna get a lot of scores off of that. It's more about keeping balance. So they will automatically pass and cut. That will be you won't even I mean, if you came in tomorrow and did this with them, they would do that automatically. They'd probably fill the five spots, especially the older kids, and then they would pass and cut. So the percentage, because I I, I looked over my last couple years because we're tweaking some things in our offense with this, and how often you actually make that pass to the cutter and score off it is really small. It's hard to do it. It's hard for NBA guys to do it. Um, So you're going to want to teach them to do – once you've done this once or twice, I won't even worry about cutting anymore. I would worry about another layer that you could add that will take – Every other layer, but cutting is going to take more time. Um, Mm -hmm. So whether it's you want them to screen away, whether you want them to cut and then back screen, whether you want them to drive or dribble and then, you know, curl behind, whatever you think they're capable of doing, whatever that next step is, that's where you should spend your time. Because my guess Mm -hmm. is that the passing and cutting is going to take care of itself.
0: Mm -hmm. All right.
1: Um, it would be interesting. It would be an interesting experiment if you came in and said, "All right, let's try this." I bet if you sat back and watched for like thirty seconds, they would all pass and cut and replace. Um, and there's no if, there's, especially if there's no defense, it's going to look good. Um, but yeah. as soon as you put some defenders in there and they don't let them cut or they, you know, it's hard to make that pass to the cutter. It will be harder to score. I
0: guess, uh, I was going over like some different things too. Let me think. The the inbounds plays. Yep. I should- Yeah, yeah. I was looking at their classes, the courses and stuff. I was thinking of doing like a line. This is with both of them. I was going to do like have like three of them on the foul line, and then like one like the post by the ball. Yep. And this I I forget what you guys call this, but maybe like a triple curl or something. But like the the guy at the post comes up and screens, and then all three of them curl around that screen towards the basket, kind of thing.
1: Yep. I would, I would, so especially at this age, I would pick one set. Like if you want to do line at the free throw line or you want to do a stack or you want to do a box, I would just pick one of them and then maybe pick one or two variations of it. Um, Just because it's easier for them to remember. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross pollinate different types of out of bounds plays. I would basically pick one and stick with it. And then if something doesn't work, you can just kind of tweak off of that. So if you like the one at the free throw line, then yeah, you could do the curls. And then maybe the next time, I'm telling you right now, at this age, if you teach them to cut hard, it will work. Um, Oh, okay. You know. That's like another one,
0: I think. like The the other, like the variation was like, uh, yeah, uh, the one goes back, the middle one goes back, right?
1: Yeah, and the a, thing is what you could do with them. And the them two up too, front of the
0: cross or something.
1: Yeah. yeah, so what you could do with them is teach them that they it can change every time. You know, maybe the guy on the right or the left taps the person and then the reach of them so they know which way they're going and then just have them cut. Just like all four of you are going to cut to the basket. If they cut really hard, one of them will be open, especially at that age because they're going to – it, it's Yeah, it's just hard for them to jam and stop the cuts. So it's not even the screening. That's why I think at that age, cutting and curling is really good. Um, and it's a great way to get some easy <clears throat> buckets, to be honest with you, because you're moving at the basket right. more than your offense. Like, mm-hmm. y- y- yeah. I mean, you're. how much are you really going y- to – the offense is important, and don't get me wrong, but you're going to only run that <laughs> – At that age, 20% of the time probably, you know, the rest of it's going to be transition. The rest of it's going to be out of bounds plays. The rest of it's going to be a steal or a turnover and you're going to go. Um, So I would spend a lot of time I'm just remembering back to my son when he was that age Mm -hmm. that I probably spent too much on offense (laughs) Um, for this percentage of times we actually ran it in the half court. And work more on what are we gonna do when they turn it over? What are we gonna do in transition? What are we gonna do getting the ball up the court? Um it's one do of those. Hard one things. Them, do you yeah, think one of is it. better than the other? Do you think like
0: uh do you think the line's better than the box or the other way around? I, I
1: I yeah, it, w- describe your team. Oh jeez. <laughs> are they a bunch of all the same sizers? Do you have a couple big skyscrapers? Do you have guards? Do you have bigs? Do you have a mixture a lot of guards really i think
0: i was planning on playing five out we don't really have anybody that like posts up at all you know what I mean? yeah so have- if
1: you've got five if you've got like five guards get them away from the basket so they can use their quickness to because there'll be some times where bigger guys are on them and you want them curling and cutting so i i wouldn't definitely would not use box with a, with a guard set i would use something where you can just pull them away from the basket and get okay. them moving um the, the The hard part, and it's been a while since I've had to do it with that age, but the hard part is to find the guy to throw it in. To be honest with you, really. Yeah. Right. So, so that's where you got to experiment and who, who's so because sometimes your best passer is your best scorer too. So there's this fine <laughs> balance between, but especially if you're cutting and curling, you got to have somebody that can actually thread that needle. Um, and usually, there's one or two on every team that can do that. So that's, you got to experiment with that a little bit and figure out which of the people can thread the needle on that path. And then you'll see that in practice more than anything.
0: Because I was thinking about using like a similar thing, like when it's um, on the side also, right?
1: Yes. So, I would use the exact same thing. I would line them up. Then, yep. I yeah. wouldn't. And then, and then I've said this before. Would they I, still
0: face the basket or would they face the ball on the, on the side? Uh, I,
1: I would line them. I would, I've always found at that age, to just put them in a line facing the guy throwing it in. Okay. Because then they can curl, they can cut, they can do all that. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it. Yeah, I would put it perpendicular to the line that the sideline that you're throwing it in. If you know math, yes. I wouldn't put it parallel. I'd per- right. put it perpendicular. Um, yes. And, and the thing is, what if you, if you get good at these, you could use these as your press break too. Like a basic okay. line for press break, as long as they're cutting, is really good. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel when you get pressed. Like if your out of bounds plays a a, a a line parallel to the baseline and they're just cutting, you could do the exact same thing for a press break, and then just teach them to cut. Um, yeah, yeah. So good out of bounds plays are also good press break. My college yeah, coach taught well. me that, and it's true. <laughs> I was wondering. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please go over and check our website teachoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14 uh, day free trial. It's got it's got office hours. It's got one on one calls. It's got handouts. It's got practice plans. It's got how to do just. It's a, it's got a roadmap for you. That's what you need. A roadmap um, So go over and check that out. Again, it helps us keep the lights on. Helps us keep this this this. Uh, train a chugging um subscribe and like we would love that um if you love these podcasts especially on apple and spotify if you leave us a five-star review we would really appreciate that all right let's head back to the podcast so like um
0: we're working on this thing where it's like a numbered transition so if they score or we rebound i was gonna have like some wings go out try to get some guys underneath get it get the ball to a point guard and you know not a lot of dribbling just like yep. three passes and get it under the basket for us to score before the other team gets down. But then I'm thinking, well, what if they're pressing? Then
1: well, the, the best way to break like- a press is to get it up before they can press you. So that I have no issues with that. I have had many an argument with my assistant coaches. I don't love a numbered break. Um, okay. I love my point guard to get the ball. But then this is from my playing days a long time ago. Um, I, I like the freedom of, like, just get out and get to a wing and get wide. Whoever gets down there first can go. So the numbered break, especially at this age, is going to be hard. And just because you probably don't have enough practices, it's going to be frustrating on your part to run a numbered break mm-hmm. other than maybe the point guard getting it, if you definitely need him to bring it up. Or um, So what I would work on is spacing. It's similar to the half court, all right? The point guard gets the ball where is everyone going well are you going down the wing what do you wh- where is your spacing who's trailing those kind of things Pract- i mean they'll love practicing that you won't have a hard oh, time yeah. motivating <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a good right. thing about it if the
0: refs happening us handing it to us on the they're pressing that then maybe we do like our inbounds play then yeah break yeah that's the time that we do the inbounds otherwise we just do this get wide and get down
1: yep yep okay and the thing is, if they're cutting, it's hard when when they when they cut across, it's hard. It's it's hard to. If the cuts are strong and and you know diagonal to where they are with the ball, then it's really hard to defend. Um, but it's going to take some practice, and you know you can do this. But the way I kind of teach this is no dribbles, um, both on the offense and the defensive end until you te- until you, if you're doing the read and react, until you teach them how to dribble on the read and react. But um, a lot of press breaks, a lot of out-of-bounds plays. I want to do it without us, uh, out, without us having to dribble at all. So if you do this press break and or you do the, the break, they should almost be able to, to run the break without any dribbles. And if, if they need any, maybe it's the initial point guard. But if they're sprinting, they shouldn't need any dribbles. It will teach them to look up and look for guys ahead of them if they can't dribble. If they can dribble – unless they're different in Ohio than they are in Wisconsin, they're going to want to take like six dribbles before they get rid of the ball. And the way you break them of it is take it away from them. And they'll, they'll force their heads up and to look up the court.
0: I guess uh, like with the, we're thinking of, so the one team, the older ones, they can start playing zone this year for the first time. Okay. It's, it's always been man-to-man until sixth grade. Now they're letting us do zone if we want. And I was thinking doing like a zone when we're pressing them. And then also maybe if for whatever reason we're having problems with our man-to-man on certain matchups, going to like a zone, and us thinking like doing like a one-three-one. I don't know. If, and my my thought is like to trap like so if we're doing one-three-one, if if we can trap them in the front court, like we're close to where they pass it in, trap them in that corner. Yep. And not try to trap in the middle at all.
1: Yep. Don't don't trap in the middle at all because there's just too many angles. So yeah, That's the one three thinking. one, the one three one three quarter court is really effective, um, and part of it's playing cat and mouse. You want to put your best athlete on top. You want to put your probably your smallest athlete in the bottom. You want to put your strongest kid in the middle, and then your two oh. best athletes on the wings. Which
0: one's in the middle again?
1: The the the, the big the, whoever can because the ball can't get in the middle. If the ball gets in the middle against the one three one, you're done. So whoever's okay. your best post defender should go in the middle.
0: defender okay yeah
1: it's like it tends to be the bulky kid the maybe not as um agile of kid but that you have to take the middle away if the ball gets in the middle we're you're toast (laughs) Toast,
0: okay.
1: yeah you're 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 done Um, our rule is if the ball gets in the middle we're running back at that point we're matching up or we're going back into the half court
0: okay and if we're in the half court playing one three one then just uh I was thinking, just uh, try to trap in the corner
1: yep i would i wouldn't try if once it gets past half court i wouldn't trap yeah. up top it's really hard unless you're long i would only trap in the corners um a spec now sixth grade boys is a little different but it will it will work because they can't really make the pass from that corner to the opposite wing oh yeah yeah because they're not strong enough um yeah. So that's where that st- the steal they're going to try to make it, and that's where the steal is going to come from. So I would definitely work on trapping you in the corner with the guy in the bottom and the wing, and you'll get some steals. Trust me. You spend a little time on it, you'll, it will work. It will be like gold. Yeah. <laughs> I nice. mean, it will be good for it will be good for changing pace and tempo. I would still play a lot of uh, personally would still play a lot of man in sixth grade just because they need it. Um, but this is a really this would be a good change up. And if you really want to press and you're running man, you could just you know run and jump. you could teach them to double the ball on a dribble or when they pick it up, we're gonna go at them. Some basic stuff like that. Um, you know we, when I did it with when I was I was talking to Logan today about coaching his team in sixth grade, um, we used to do just the first pass. like they dribble it over half court and usually the first pass is to a wing. So we would call it like, I don't even remember what we called it, but the ball would go to the wing, point guard would bring it up, ball would go to the wing, and we'd trap. And we'd do it once. We'd trap just once, and then we'd be in our man. And we'd mm-hmm. score five, six times a game out of it because people aren't ready for it. They don't know when it's coming. Um, so that that element of surprise, can, especially at that age, can really be effective.
0: Okay, awesome. Awesome.
1: All right, one more, coach, and then I, gotta, I got another one after you.
0: <laughs> okay, which one? Uh, I guess if you have a player that, like, like doesn't want to do things during practice, I mean, what do you do with the kid? I mean, I was like, how about we play knockout? And the kid's like, no, I don't want to play knockout. And then even, like, we were going to do, like a, like, a cheer at the end, you know, just put your hand in and do, like, a team cheer, and he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Oh, my God, what's up with this kid?
1: so those are hard those are that kid's probably there because mom or dad or grandma wants them to be there um so what i've done in the past with those kids is you got to find what makes them kind of (laughs) click um and it might be star wars it might be marvel it might be you know they might be math kid they might be whatever you got to if you if you connect with them in that age, they'll they'll run through a wall for you. But you got to figure out what makes them click, and obviously, it's not basketball at this point. Um, so that's a hard, that's a hard one. And and I would definitely try to connect with the parents on that one because I've had to oh, yeah. do this. It's like, well, Johnny doesn't really want to be here. <laughs> maybe he needs to take up curling, you know, kind of thing. Um.
0: I think maybe he got upset because I was like. We wanted a scrimmage, like four and four Because There's eight kids on our team. Right. And I kind of like, I don't know, I didn't want to do it because I'm like, well, that's going to be kind of a waste of time. I didn't say that to him, but I just kind of put it off and at the end we kind of ran out of time. I wonder if right. I kind of set him off or he's like, I really wanted to do this and we didn't do it or something.
1: It could be. At that age, the, the, yes, I would say yes. And, and to be honest with you, every, every practice I would have to try to have something, especially at that age, something that kind of hooks them. So something fun, something whatever. Maybe we're playing for, maybe we're playing knockout for a Gatorade, or we're gonna, you know, you know, have a a one on one horse tournament or something, and then the winner gets a Gatorade or I, I don't know. Yeah. They, swear to God, my guys, my twelfth graders still remember all doing all those fun games with them in sixth grade, fifth grade. So, right. um, yeah, find something like that; they'll remember those. They won't remember you run and read, and react, but they'll remember those (laughs) games. Yeah, that's what they are. All right. Um, right. Thanks, Coach. Let me know if you have any other questions. Okay,
0: great.
1: All right. Bye. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one-star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network